Welcome back to the Bloom Line. It's Michelle, your host and content creator for this podcast. And I'm so excited to have you all back. Thank you for tuning in for another week. We are on episode four. Oh my gosh, it's been a month. Wow, since I've launched this podcast. I'm super, super excited. Thanks for tuning in to our episode last week, Colorism. If you missed that, go ahead and check it out. It's on Google podcast on Spotify and a lot of other platforms I'm receiving emails about. So uh, thank you all for being a part of this journey with me. It really means a lot. And I wanted to address something. Some people were giving some feedback on, um, you know, the young lady who was on uh, last week, they're saying, oh, well, she was saying, you know, you know, too many times. And it kind of made the interview a lot longer than it really needed to be. And so I think I just need to reiterate what this podcast is about. You know, it's growing where you are planted, uh, giving myself and others room to grow. And so after she listened to the actual episode she called me and she was excited she felt empowered she felt inspired she really felt good about herself and having the courage to come and be interviewed on a topic that was sensitive for her at that time so please understand that this podcast is not going to be super professional um it's going to be refined and And it's going to emulate something that I don't want it to be. It will not be perfect. The sound will not always be perfect. The audio will not be perfect. I'll do my best. But this platform, this podcast is not really for that. It's really space for me to be able to just explore uh, this journey of this thing called life. And so it's not perfect. Um, There are imperfections. And maybe her next interview will be better because she was able to be on the bloom line and had her first experience. I'm pretty sure there are areas where she felt that she can grow and progress and become better listening back. So if you don't have any constructive, uh, you know, um, feedback, just keep it to yourself. That's definitely something that I don't want to hear, but, um, the tone And the way that the person addressed it was very negative. And so, um, yeah, let's just keep in mind that we are humans and this podcast is not going to be perfect. But anyway, though, (laughs) we're going to go ahead and get into this week's episode, which, as you can tell by the title, it's hashtag Missionary Bay. So a lot of people... um, know and uh, were supporting my journey with going on a mission. So I'm going to go ahead and give everybody an update because everybody's like, you you just lost a podcast. Like, I thought you were supposed to be on a mission for 18 months. Like, what's going on? So I just wanted to really give people an update about me going on my mission. So about, I want to say four years ago now, uh, I was in a really dark space, at least that's what I thought. And I was just really thirsting for God. I just was like, 
it's time, you know, it's time to go back home. I need to figure this out. So I was, you know, um, struggling a bit. And I was visiting church after church, um, all types of different church from Baptist to Seventh-day Adventist to, um, uh, it starts with a P, but I can't remember it, but I visited a lot of churches and, uh, there was this one church that I went to that actually was a friend of mine's, um, his brother and his wife and children attended there. And so I went and there was one Sunday and the pastor offered, um, everyone to join in on a 30 day fast. So I did, I felt like it was in my spirit to do it. So I did it. So I did a 30 day fast back to back to back. Like I was fasting from social media. I was fasting from people. I was fasting from food, water. I just really wanted to make sure that I was able to connect with God on a more deep level. And I didn't want a lot of things to be able to interfere with that. So that was the purpose of me fasting. And so I ended up going to this church conference um, and it was like an outer body experience. It really was. It was as if I was seeing myself in a third person, like literally. I don't know if anyone else had that experience, but that was my experience. And so the day after that, I requested for um, the church missionaries to come over to my house. And so they faithfully was there with me every Tuesday for, I think, three months. <laughs> and it was a gruesome process because I was so anxious and I was so ready to learn. And, and, and they were just really great at allowing me to be myself because um, I had a thousand and one questions. So shout out to Bree and shout out to Elizabeth. Uh, they're both in Utah right now but um at the time they were my missionaries and uh I was really inspired by that experience and so I prayed and I asked God like you know what was my purpose here what what was the next thing for me and so I felt like it was going on a mission so I went to my bishop probably that same week and I was like hey what is it going to take for me to get on a mission so he was like, oh, well, you got to do X, Y, and Z, do the things that you need to do. You fill out the paperwork, so on and so forth. So at that time, I was not prepared to go on a mission as far as my finances were concerned, um, as far as like, you know, getting certain things taken care of, like my credit and things of that nature. So um, luckily, my brother Peter, oh my, an angel shortly before that kind of just took over my finances and was like, Machado, you make way too much money to be broke. Like this doesn't make any sense. So I surrendered and I was like, okay, go ahead. I even gave him my debit card. Like wait till that story. You guys, like I had $25 a week or a month or something like that, that I had to learn how to live off. But that was the best gift that my brother could have ever gave me because that feeling is the reason why I help people with their personal finances now the liberation the freedom the the confidence and knowing that you can go somewhere and come back and not be broke and have like you know um 
your, your retirement and everything that you're working towards that's independent, that you own. It, it was the best gift my bro brother ever gave me. And I'm so grateful to him to this day. Um, but anyway, so I had a lot of work to do. I had almost 27, maybe $32,000 in debt um, from medical bills to credit cards to phone accounts or, you know, just stupid stuff. I had no money saved. I had to save at least $12,000 and I just wasn't prepared. So I went on a mission <laughs> in my real life and was like, okay, I, I feel it in my heart to go on a mission. I love to serve. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. So within two and a half years, I was able to eliminate $27,000 of debt. Um, I had a little bit that was left, but at the end of the day, <laughs> it was pretty impressive to me. Um, and then I was able to save almost $10,000 by the time I was like, okay, I'm ready to at least submit my papers. But during that time, I had such a passion to serve others and, and to be in the community. It was just a fire that was already in me. I used to serve in different uh, areas of Orlando where I lived at the time. And there is this app, it's called Just Serve. And I use that app to be able to look at, okay, I'm off this weekend, what can I do? And I did the Special Olympics, I volunteered at um, the Little Mustard Seed, I volunteered at the Senior Citizens Home, performing poetry and, and just helping out during the holidays. Um, me and my friend Gabby, who was in Orlando, and her brother, uh, we would make um, care packages for the homeless during the winter. Because during the time, the be during the beginning process of me trying to become debt free, my brother had took away everything. <laughs> and so that even included my ability to drive because I was driving with a suspended license. And my brother was like, no, you're not going to go to jail. Thank God. Let me tell y'all something. My brother is freaking amazing. Anybody who know my brother Peter know he's a real MVP I love him. Anyways, so at that time, I didn't, I had a car. <laughs> I was making payments on the car. I was paying insurance for the car, but I couldn't drive it. And at that time, it was during like the winter and it was freezing. My brother bought me a bike. You know, the, the beginning process wasn't so pretty because I was pissed. I was upset, but that was pride. You know what I mean? But when I did finally just let go, and was like, you know what? He's doing something that's in my best interest. I was just like, I just gotta, I just gotta go with it. But at the beginning, I used to ride like eight miles a day back and forth to work and it was freezing outside. So that's what inspired me and my friends to kind of create care packages for the homeless. We would put socks and blankets and, you know, underwear and, and just toiletries and food and, you know, dry foods and water and things that they can have. Through, through the winter because it was freaking cold. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't think it gets cold in Orlando, but it does. And if you're outside um, and not in a house with like heat, it gets cold, okay? So, you know, I really did pour my heart out to the community during that time, just working up until for me to go on my mission. Now, sadly, 
<laughs> during that preparation time, uh, for those who heard uh, my second podcast, it was about me having a miscarriage. That happened during the year leading up to me actually getting ready to go on my mission. Obviously, it wasn't the right thing to do because I was in preparation to be able to go on a mission taking on the name of Jesus Christ. That was not the that that just wasn't the right thing to do. And so maybe that's the reason why I ended up not going on a mission, which I wouldn't be surprised and I can't fault God for that. But fast forward, um I moved down to uh Fort Lauderdale back home. I'm eliminating my expenses. You know, I'm completely debt free that October before. Um, it was October of 2017. Yeah, October of 2017. And um, I was debt free. I eliminated uh, all of my bills. I paid off my car. So I had very little bills at all. I wasn't paying rent. I was really only paying like insurance on my car and barely paying my phone bill. But those were like the only real expenses that I had. So here it comes around, I'm like, oh, boom. What happened was um, I had a situation with my driver's license. This time I wasn't driving with a suspended license. I promised I had taken care of everything that May of 2017. I had the paperwork and everything. And if I didn't keep it, I wouldn't have got out that situation, but that would be for another podcast. Uh, so anyways, I had to use the money that I had saved up for my mission to get that taken care of, which I'm grateful that God had put in my heart to really take it serious, to save and to really prepare myself. Um, because if I didn't, I wouldn't have had that money to get a good lawyer to make sure that that thing, it was taken care of. Because of the fact that if indeed those charges would have sticked, I wouldn't be able to work in my profession. I wouldn't be able to help people with their personal finances. My licenses would be non-existent. <laughs> so, I mean, they'll be on DBPR, but I wouldn't be able to practice, basically. So um, at that time, I was like, oh, crap, I need to do something to raise money. So I decided to come up with a benefit concert, and it was called Hashtag Missionary Bay. And so I got that idea by seeing Lawyer Bay on Twitter. And I was like, hmm. So I created the event. I have a lot of my friends help me out. And I had amazing artists that are my friends and um, that are also very talented that I'm actually huge fans of. Like, I was just like a little girl sitting in the back, like, just watching them perform. My friend Marcus Prime flew in from Oregon and he hosted for me. It was an amazing, an amazing, powerful event. Um, and it was a great night. <laughs> me and my squad, we went out the night, that same night to Miami. We had a good time. It had been so long since we all like been together in one, um, in one city. Cause we're all like kind of venturing out, doing our thing, you know, living our best lives and just really, um, taking our artistry to the next level. But, you know, my friends and my family, close people were there. And uh, also a really good friend of mine, Stitches, who hosts um, 
103.5 The Beat and Y100 stopped by. She's such a, it was just amazing, you guys. It was really great. I think at that moment, I realized, you know, how many people love me and that was supporting me. And even though when I broke the news to my friends, they were pissed. They were like, you're not getting paid? Like, what are you going to do for a year and a half? Like, we just got to this point where we're about to take, like, you know, the business to the next level, our artistry to the next level. Like, this is what we've been working for for eight years. Like, what do you mean you're leaving? I was like, look, I got to go. There's a calling. I answered and I feel in my heart to go and I want to go. Not considering... Well, maybe I should have taken a step back a little bit because of all the things that I went through that year. Had no, I don't give myself time, I guess. I'm patient for everyone else, but being patient for myself and giving myself time to breathe and to kind of process things, I don't do that very well. And so, um, yeah, I just was like, this was the plan. I already came up with a plan after I came back <laughs> from my mission and like everything was pretty laid out. So here we are um, after Missionary Bay, the benefit concert. Uh, Prime was still in town. We did an event for him the next day. And I think I dropped him off at the airport on Tuesday. And on Wednesday, I ended up in the hospital. So during this time, what people didn't know was that I was on my menstrual cycle for almost 32 days. And that if you were around me during that time, you know, you wouldn't have had, you wouldn't have been able to tell because I'm still very active. I'm still working. And it was something that I experienced like uh, in my early 20s, so I just thought like, oh yeah, I'm stressed, I'm in school, I'm studying, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm traveling a lot, you know, it's just off because I have a lot going on. So I get to the hospital and these people are shocked that I am so alert and aware of what's going on in life that I have not gone into like, you know, like, I don't know what she said, but into shock or just not in good condition. My hemoglobin was super low. It was like at a 6.7, which it's supposed to be at a 13, 14. So it was below half. And so I had to, oh gosh, my niece, how did you end up down here? Okay, you guys, quick intermission. My niece found me where I'm recording, and she wants to say hi. Some people on Snapchat were actually asking me if she was going to be my co-host because I was like, she's going to talk you out of death if she is. But come say hi. Hi. How you doing? Say hi to mama, daddy, and help. Really? She tells the best stories, you guys. Was that it? Mm-hmm. Okay. You got to be quiet, okay? Okay. Okay. So, anyways, back to the story. Um, so, they end up giving me two 
uh, bags of blood. And I was there for about two and a half days. And they advised me at that time that I was, um, I got diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. And even though it sounds like, oh yeah, it's not that bad, but it can actually cause a lot of serious health issues if you don't have regular menstrual cycles. And so what was happening was, is that my ovaries weren't producing enough estrogen, which creates a cyst on the ovaries, which is completely normal, that bursts, and that's what gives women a monthly menstrual cycle. And so it can cause heart disease, um, you know, um, cancer, it can cause um, obesity, diabetes, and uh, a lot of different uh, medical conditions that I can't really think about right now. But, um, oh, and it can, the big thing is that it can cause infertility, meaning, you know, it can um, really make your chances of getting pregnant really difficult. So I spent two and a half days in the hospital and I had to report that uh, to the mission board um, because I had already started the process of getting my papers submitted. And so treatment was for a year. And so they didn't want to risk me being somewhere that didn't have the best medical care possible should anything have happened. And so what's crazy about this situation is that we are always given a warning before because the year prior is when I really started to look into um, vegan eating and vegetarian styles of cooking and incorporating those practices already into the way that I ate. So I didn't even realize that during this time I had gained so much weight because I'm like one of those girls who my body carries weight well. It's not healthy, but it carries it well. And so I just look thicker, but my stomach is still flat. My curves are still in the right place, honey. (laughs) Yeah, I hype myself up. (laughs) But, you know, I just have like, I guess some people say I have like an athlete's body, which I used to play um, sports when I was younger. So, um, and in high school, I mean, I still kind of play sports, but whatever. Y'all know what I mean. So, um, yeah, it was devastating. And the cause, one of the causes of PCOS is miscarriages. So you can imagine how I felt in the hospital when all these things kind of just came swarming at me at once. You know, I was so devastated that I was preparing almost three years to go on this mission. And then I lost a child at this point and the cause of me not being able to go on my mission is because of a miscarriage and so obviously going back to me knowing that it wasn't the right decision to do but doing it anyways I felt horrible I felt like well I guess I am not fit to serve you know what I mean um I need to get my demons under control I felt unworthy I felt stupid I felt I felt all types of things 
I'm not, I wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah, I, I would say I slipped into a depression for a little bit because I was just like, oh my gosh, what if that was the only time I can get pregnant? Like, oh my goodness, like now I have to literally switch up the way that I eat, like for real, for real. And I was just, I was so upset with myself and I didn't know how I was going to get out of what I was in. I felt horrible. But even through this process, uh, one of the things I recognized the most was um, I had to take accountability for my actions and I had to take accountability for uh, my part in not being able to go on a mission. And so I was devastated and I was so hurt. But I know through that situation that there are consequences to your choices. And as deeply as I know that it was something that God needed me to do or wanted me to do, um, or even maybe it was just him giving me the desires of my heart because I really wanted to serve a mission. And I messed that up. I have to take responsibility for that. So I was talking to a friend about um, her feeling like she's going to miss out on something if she doesn't move accordingly. And I told her, I know that to be true. It is a cold, hard fact that even when people say, oh, what's yours is yours. Yeah, that is also true. But you can also lose what belongs to you also. So there are blessings that God is just not going to be uh, holding on to when you decide you want to live right or you want to do what's necessary. If you want to listen to him or not, you want to live in a world and think that it has much more to offer you than him. He don't just hold on to blessings and be like, okay, I'll, I'll just keep them for you until you're ready. Um, I, my personal experience has, has not been that way. So, I mean, for everyone else, they're able to form their own opinion, but that's just me personally. So that's what happened with me going on a mission, you know, uh, due to some medical concerns, um, I'm not able to go. However, they did say I can fill out, um, you know, after I get my year checkup and things of that nature, but I feel it in my heart that it's something that I have to let go and that I must move on to um, other things. And so I have. And so now, during this time of me being at home, sick and depressed and trying to figure out, like, oh my freaking gosh, what am I going to do with my life now? Because I had my whole year and a half planned out and even the three years after (laughs) I was like I need to reevaluate my life and that's another lesson that I learned was sometimes when things happen to us we don't take a step back to reevaluate the things that have changed for us to be able to move forward we don't reevaluate our situation and be like okay well this factor has changed that factor has changed it is no longer the same we try to execute the same plans with <laughs> when things are not the same. 
So, while I was at home thinking that my life was over, all down in the dumps, having a little pity party, the Bloom Line was actually inspired. It was created while I was sick. I was wrapped up in a blanket on the computer for almost a day, um, a few hours. I wouldn't say a day, but probably like five, um, eight hours creating the proposal uh, for the Bloom Line and submitted it to Spotify. So even though I felt like I was in a dark space um, then and four years ago, I really wasn't, you know, um, God was really getting me prepared and ready for things. And he has to maneuver the plan based on the choices that I make. But I believe that God's plan is for me to do great things and to be able to serve others and to be able to impact the world. And so um, through this podcast, that's why I'm not really concerned about like the imperfections or things that don't sound professional or anything like that, because I'm really just creating a space for myself to be able to grow and explore who Michelle is. And also giving other people to be able to find their way of expression and to be able to capture their journey and hope to inspire other people. And so I feel like I'm comfortable with sharing my vulnerability, my shortcomings, and especially for someone who's Christian. I know there's a lot of people who attend my church who are like, oh my gosh, like she shares this and she shares that. And it goes against what God has instructed us to do um, in our, for our best interest, because I'm pretty sure had I not, you know what I mean, smash dude, I would have been straight, you feel me? But, you know, not trying to make light of the situation, but it's true. Like, normally those things are to help us to not be able to um, to have to worry about certain transgressions. And us going through unnecessary hurt and pain and confusion. And he really does those things to help us. So, I know a lot of the things that I'm sharing for the norm um, as a Christian It's just like, are you serious? But I don't mind and I don't care. And I share my scars so that other people can believe that they can heal too. And that I don't, it's, it's a journey for everyone. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you guys have any questions or concerns or, you know, feedback on this episode, feel free to DM me. Em like email me. I love emails. I will write back. Connect with us on social media at the Bloom Line, and we will catch you guys next week.